Do I prefer sugar drinks more than zero sugar drinks? How can escape rooms become better? And why do I love root beer? Well, I talk about all that and more on this episode of The Toddcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Toddcast. As always, I'm your host, Todd McManus, on this warm, still warm, Louisiana day. It is somehow still warm, getting colder here and there. Some days are cold, some days not. So we're we're getting there. You know, it's a it's a slow, it's not a slow burn. It's a slow freeze <laughs> here in Louisiana, where it, it it's either very hot, hot, or just freezing cold. And there's really no in between, honestly, unless it's like noon to two p.m. Whenever it's at its hottest during the day, the highest amount of temperature during the day it happens at that time here. But anyways, as we either melt or freeze to death, there's not really much happening in today's world that I will talk about um, throughout the world and everything. Um, I will mention that Spider-Man 2 came out about a month ago. I have not had the uh, opportunity to play it yet. I will definitely have to check that out at some point in the future because i enjoyed the first marvel's spider-man game on ps4 i think it was ps4 when that game came out and then spider-man miles morales came out like the day the ps5 was released and i have played through all of that game and now spider-man 2 is available to play and to purchase on PlayStation 5, and you can play as both Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and Miles Morales. So, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Of course, it's already come out, and I already know some of what has happened already, and Venom is involved, and Kraven the Hunter, and Sandman, you know, so I'm looking forward to playing that game and getting deep into that story, and looking forward to more that they're going to put out of ps5 marvel games because they are stellar um looking forward to the wolverine game which was announced a while back that there would be a wolverine game on ps5 so i'm looking forward to that but anyway other than that i wanted to get into something that i thought of real quick and i think it's something that we all can agree on that you you have got to agree on me with this. And some places might do this. I don't know if they do. I've only been to a handful, to be honest. As in, like, three. Um, but what I want to talk about is escape rooms. Now, we all have most likely participated and partook in a escape room. Escape rooms, if you do not know what an escape room is, it is basically... Uh, the, the basic foundation of it is that you and a group of people, whether it's your family, your friends, or just some random people, are basically shoved into this room or multiple rooms, and you have to solve puzzles in the room to eventually somehow find a key or a code to use on an outside door and get out within 60 minutes. That is, most of them are an hour long. And that's what the basic premise of all of them are. Some of them have, you know, 
I, I was in one of them where it was me and some friends and we were locked in different rooms and I mean and Jaron he who is you know multi-time guest here on the podcast he <laughs> was a part of an escape room with me and some other people and it was like two people were in a room two other people were in a room and then me and Jaron were in two separate rooms but they were like small closets that we were next to each other but there was like holes in the wall between us so we couldn't get out we had to wait until people let us out individually but we could see and talk to each other through the wall when we each had like our own because i'm pretty sure i had like a puzzle or something in mine but i also had like a body bag (laughs) with a dude in it who it wasn't a real guy it was like a mannequin but I think it was like a flashlight was in the body bag and that's what we I needed to get so I could use the flashlight and it was like a pivotal thing to have because it was so dark in that room um and I took I took part in another one that I was like in some office rooms type escape room and I swear I did a third one that's all I can remember is the two, but I'm looking, I like, I definitely would like to do one again in the future, of course. But the reason I bring up escape rooms is, and I don't know if some of them do this, like I said before, if some of them do this, that's great, but if not, all of them need to do this because all escape rooms have security cameras in the rooms that you're in because normally another addition to it is that if you get stuck or can't figure out what to do you can ask for help and get a hint and you get like three hints and that's it so and there's usually like a story or some you know backstory to why you're in there or what's going on you know with the room who owns the room is it like a psychopath trying to kidnap you is it like an evil doctor who's going to do tests on you that kind of stuff or you're trying to hide in a room hide in a cabin or something away from like a jason or michael myers type killer you know but the reason all this build up is the reason i want to bring the attention that since there's these security cameras in these escape rooms why don't escape rooms have an ability once you're done with the room? Let's say you actually get out. In a 60-minute time limit, you are able to accomplish it with you and your group of people that are with you within 50 minutes. And you celebrate, you got out, you completed the task, you were able to do it. Why don't they have the... I guess say should say ability again to say, okay, you won. Now we're going to charge you however much, $10, $20 or something. And we will give you the recording of you and your group escaping the room. Because there's already security cameras in there. Why don't they record what they're watching, set them to record, and they record the entire attempt and the successful attempt that you had. I think that would be hilarious, in my opinion, because I thought about this, and I was like, whether you fail or succeed, it would be so funny, because 
you never get more closer with someone or a group of people. You never get more closer with them unless you were put in a dire situation like an escape room. And the conversations and people running around and some people not knowing what to do and then somebody might fall down. <laughs> like, And some people, you know, there might be a little crawl space but some and everybody has to crawl through it. But one person is claustrophobic. So it's like, that would be hilarious in my opinion. And I don't know if escape rooms already do that. But if there's ever any escape room or escape rooms that offer that function that you can have to be able to um, have a recording of your attempt, I think that would be hilarious. I really do. Just imagine that, like you and your friends, and like you're yelling, and you're like, we gotta get out of here, move, you know, figure out the puzzle, you're just, <laughs> you're just screaming at the top of your lungs, just trying to get out of this dead gum escape room, it's so hilarious, I love the idea, that should be a thing, so if you know somebody, or you are someone who runs or owns your own escape room, Please do that. Figure that out if you can be able to do that. Or if you already do that, good on you. But if you're able to do that, that is a opportunity I think people are missing. Because I would love to do that. If, if you know, I go to an escape room anytime soon, and it's with, you know, a group of people that I know, of course, and not just some strangers that are in there, and we're running through and trying to figure it out, and we're like, what do we do? Figure out this riddle. Figure out this puzzle, you know and use this key, and all that kind of thing. If we're able to do that, then I think, I think that would be great. I would love that. So, just throwing that out there. If anybody hasn't thought of that before, that's a good idea right there that you should use for your escape, your escape room. <coughs> because that that's a missed opportunity in itself. Because just imagine you and your family's doing it, and then you get the recording after, and you watch, and you're not going to remember what you say or do in the heat of the moment. That's just the way it is. And that would just be hilarious in my opinion. So, yeah, just throwing that out there, thought of that. I was like, man, that that would be hilarious to do. So, with all that being said, I think it's time for some questions from all of you, a good Q&A. We've got two questions here. We're going to go ahead and go through these. If you want to submit your own question, there is a link down in the description of this episode that will take you to my YouTube channel. Click or tap on that. Go to one of the videos and in the comment section, comment your question. And you can also comment your very own drink or food items that you would like for me to review on a future episode as well. So we've got two questions here and we're going to go ahead and get through these first question we got is what is your best and worst restaurant experience um there's definitely some bad ones (laughs) um i think everybody can agree that you probably have more bad than good restaurant experiences because if you think you, if you have a really great restaurant experience, it's got to be like over the top, 
you know, not messing anything up, super nice people, and you also probably should be feeling good on that day. But like a worse experience, or just in general a bad experience, you know, they could mess up your food, like for me anyway, they can mess up my food, and then I will tell them, and they'll take it back and bring it back pretty quickly. I'm fine with that. If they take forever to cook the food and then they bring it out and it's wrong, then I'm going to be like, okay, you know, we're, we're, we're getting, we're leaning towards bad. This is not a bad experience, you know, or this is a bad experience. And, uh, you know, the, the waiters or waitresses, you know, if they're very nice or cordial, you know, that's what I would look for in a good experience because of the experience overall. If it's a nice place, if stuff is working, if all of the menu is available, if they are out of things that can affect the experience, if that's something that I would like to have, you know, if I look on the menu on the website or on an app and then I go there and find out that there is, like, no mozzarella sticks or something. I'm like, well, dead gum, you know, that's what I wanted, you know? Um, but, yeah, that, 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 that all affects it, of course, but me personally, I'm trying to think of, like, really good ones. Um, we're gonna go with sit-down restaurants, not fast food. Really great experience. Um... Man, I can't even think of... I mean, I, I know restaurants that have always been good to me and not, you know, not too slow. I mean, the bigger your party is, the longer it'll take because they try to bring everybody's food out at once. But I've had experiences at different restaurants that are good. You know, they're different Mexican restaurants, different steakhouses, you know, different um, sushi restaurants, you know. I've had great experience at all of them. But you can also have a bad experience at that same restaurant because the one that always sticks out in my mind is that we went to this restaurant. It was me and three other people. We went to this restaurant located in Monroe, Louisiana, and I will not shout them out because they don't even deserve the praise of being mentioned on here they well you know we were excited we looked at the menu all four of us were like okay let's go eat here i've never eaten here and i think every one of them haven't eaten there before and i was like you know what let's do it you know might as we're trying a new place in a place that you know is close to us and we'll try it out so we all went there and we waited, and we got seated. We waited a few minutes to get a seat, and then we waited, and then we waited, and then we waited, and then we waited, and we waited some more. And then we waited, and then guess what? We waited. Um, then we waited. Uh, we talked. We looked around. We asked questions to each other, like, where are they? And then we waited some more. Um, and then, lo and behold, we had to wait some more. Because we waited an hour before we got menus. No drink order. No food order. Sat in the chair for one hour until menus were brought to the table. 
And that is some sucky food service. Like, it's bad. Because I have worked, I'm at my second job now, and it's, you know, some of it is food service. The la- My first job was in food service, and I understand, you know, you need to have quick as possible ticket times while making the food really good. And, you know, I've watched Gordon Ramsay, I've watched Bar Rescue, I understand f- getting food out, getting drinks out. You know, I don't work in the food service business all the way to being like running a restaurant and all that. But I kind of understand it on that, you know, on that premise. Everybody does. So after waiting for an hour and got menus, we, they took our order. They took our drink order and our food order at the same time because we had already looked up the menu on our phone. And I was like, we got to look up the menus on our phone. That way when they bring the menus, we're going to get them to take our order now. That way we can hurry up and get food. So they took our drinks. They took our food. Left. And then about 10 minutes, we got drinks. So we, we waited 10 minutes for drinks. They brought drinks out. And then after that was when we found out that there is only three people working in this restaurant. A cook, and then a guy and a girl, and only one of them could bartend, and the other one was only waiting. So... And then the guy who bartend would also talk to a bunch of people and stay behind the bar. And I'm like, if this girl who is having trouble bringing all these food out for like 15 to 20 tables, you need to like have more people. And apparently it got under new management and then like people hated the people, I guess. And they fired some people. And then next thing you know, it's just them. And I'm like, man, this is sucky. And it was like a Saturday, like a Saturday night, I'm pretty sure. And so after that, after getting our drinks and drinking all of it, and then I waited some more. We waited, we waited, we waited. Talk, talk, talk. You know, the same old thing. And then after 40 to 50 minutes, now have been there for two hours, then food was put on our table. And don't get me wrong, the food was pretty good. I enjoyed the food. The food was all right, but it doesn't need to take from me sitting down to me getting food. It doesn't, it's not worth two hours of my time. And so uh, we ate the food, ate pretty much all of it because we were starving at this point after two hours of sitting in a restaurant. We, they come over, they took our money and our cards. We waited a few minutes after that. And then they brought our stuff back, and then we left. None of us left the tip because, well, I think one person left the tip because they felt bad. But, you know, I was upset <laughs> and aggravated. So I was like, I, I, we're just leaving. And then we went over to a small cakes because we had to get dessert. So we um, all agree that we never would go back. And I don't think any of us ever did. And I don't even know if that restaurant's still there. Because that is unexcusable. Because I, I'm not, you know... And I feel bad that there was only three people. And if I knew the exact reason why there was three people, then maybe I wouldn't feel as bad toward it or be more... I wouldn't be as negative towards the situation. But if you have only three people 
and from my understanding is that under they just got under new management if people left then that's not their fault but if they got under new management and they just fired a bunch of people and they're not and they haven't hired anybody yet then why am I the one who has to suffer for their bad management skills and their bad leadership? And I and the customer is the one who is, you know, suffering. And the way that it seemed is that they would take care of their friends and take care of people that they know. And we were new customers, brand new customers. If the food had come out within, you know, a few minutes, drinks, food, a regular restaurant experience and regular time, I would have probably went back because the food was, like I said, it was good. But I'm not waiting two hours for a burger. It's, you know, that if I'm waiting two hours for a burger, that burger better be the best burger in the world and it should be free because I'm not waiting to pay for for a burger that I waited two hours on for it to not only just be good but have to wait and waste my time and waste my night doing that so and it's a good thing we didn't schedule anything afterwards and if we did we would have to cancel it anyway because it was taking too long so so yeah that is the only one I can think of being one of the worst restaurant experiences of course we've gotten food poisoning from a restaurant, but I don't think the restaurant experience wasn't bad. It was just everything after. <laughs> it was like the next two days after that were sucky. So, yeah, that's got to be one of the worst restaurant experiences of my life. If you have a restaurant experience that you absolutely hate and that was the worst for you, comment it down below and I'll look through and see what worst experiences you have compared to mine. So, the next question we have here is. Do you like diet or zero sugar drinks more? Um, it's an interesting question because I drink Diet Coke the most. And I like it more than Coke Zero. But, and this is actually skipping ahead to what I might be drinking here in a minute to review. I, you know, Bark's Root Beer is one of my favorite drinks of all time, and I love it very much, and it have for a very long time. But Bark Zero has really grown on me because, you know, it doesn't have any sugar, and it's a zero. But I don't know if there is a Diet Bark's. I don't know. I'd have to look into that to see if a Diet Bark's is even a real thing. So, but, you know, I like Sunkiss Zero. I don't know if there's a Diet Sunkissed. There's a Sprite Zero. It seems like there's more Zero drinks than Diet. Um, but from my understanding is that Diet takes out the sugar and replaces it with aspartame. And Zero can either be Zero sugar or Zero calories. Because that's interchangeable with some drinks. When they say Zero, you know, Zero sugar, Zero calories. But with Coke Zero on the calorie count at like a restaurant's menu at Sonic the if you get a Route 44 Coke Zero it has 5 calories but if you get any other size smaller than that it's zero so I don't know what's happening there because how do you have a Route 44 Coke Zero and it's 5 calories like apparently it's zero sugar but there might be like less than 1 calorie in a can or something like that. I don't understand, but 
I don't know. It's weird because there's five calories in a Route 44 Coke Zero. How is that even possible? But to me, I drink Diet Coke the most, and Bark Zero is really good. So I guess I would say Diet is better than Zero Sugar. Um, but I would have to try a lot more Diet and Zero Sugar products. If they have like a Diet and Zero Sugar of the same drink like Coke or even like Dr. Pepper, then I would try it because I don't like Diet Sprite. I don't even know if that's a thing, but they have a zero. So they'll have a zero of things, but not a diet. So that's the thing I'd have to look for to see which drinks have both. So, and with that being said, like I just actually mentioned a few minutes ago, is that I've got two drinks here I'm going to review. And we're going to be doing this drink review a little bit differently because these are two drinks I have reviewed before and that I actually like both of them a lot. I have got regular Barks Root Beer and a can of Barks Zero Sugar root beer. And what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to taste both of these and rank them, of course, because I already have ranked both of these before in the past, and I will actually see... Okay, I guess I have not then. Never mind. So, but I know Barks Root Beer is my personal favorite root beer of all time and bark zero root beer is so good i just love it so i'm actually going to go for the bark zero first if i can get it open it's a little bent on the thing so here we go let's go ahead and try bark's zero sugar That's really good. You can taste the the goodness of the root beer. It's just so good. And it's such a strong flavor as well, but it's really good. Zero sugar. I recommend it. If you like root beer, definitely try out Bark Zero Sugar Root Beer. Um, I would probably give Bark Zero Sugar... I mean, gosh, it's so good. I would give it a 95 because it's definitely up there as one of my favorite drinks of all time. But I want to see how it compares to Bark's Root Beer, the regular with sugar. This has 44 grams of sugar. So with 160 calories, Bark Zero being zero sugar, zero calories is interesting considering this is 160, 44 grams of sugar at the same size of can that it is. And this is going to be a little interesting. So, Bark's regular root beer. Let's go ahead and give it a try. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. you can definitely tell it's got that kick of sugar in it. Mmm. It's so good, though. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> That's why I wanted to try the zero sugar first because I didn't want to go with sugar and then not sugar and then be like, dang, this is missing something <laughs> because it actually it, it is missing something. All right. Hmm. Man, these are actually really close. Like, it's very... 
it's a very small detail to be able to tell the difference between regular and zero sugar Barks root beer. You can definitely tell a little bit that there is no sugar in the zero sugar, but for some reason, the zero sugar has like a stronger root beer taste to it. That like, the zero sugar root beer is just way stronger than the regular root beer, even though the regular Barks root beer has a lot of sugar in it. It's just interesting that there's a stronger flavor versus sugar. So, regular Barks root beer, I mean, I'm going to give it a same score of a 95 because it's really hard to go against that. Actually, I'll bump both of these up to a 96 because it's just very hard to go against each other with this. And, you know, I wish it was, you know, more of a drastic change. I'll have to see. And if y'all want me to do this again, I'll be more than happy to, to do diet against sugar or sugar against zero sugar or ranking them all like do a do with coke and get a regular a diet and a zero and see how they all rank against each other i have started to come more around to coke zero um they all have caffeine of course same as these barks root beer is the only main brand of root beer that i know that actually has caffeine in it so that's of course why i like it but ending it off with both of those at a 96 score each. And if you like root beer and you're an avid root beer drinker, I recommend drinking Barks Zero Sugar Root Beer because it is not really that much different. You might notice it if you drink a lot of root beer, you might notice it more. But it is really not much of a difference with between zero sugar against a regular good old root beer so i think that's going to do it for this episode thank all of you for listening and as always please rate and subscribe if you're listening on youtube please like comment subscribe and click that bell to get notified when new videos are uploaded and follow the toddcast on instagram for all your updates and toddcast needs tell your friends and family to give a listen and thank all of you once again for listening to this episode and if you want to know what's going to happen next week we just got to tune in to find out only on the toddcast